all week long, we've been talking about staying the course. And we're talking it as it relates to your overall pathway. And after a checkpoint, last week we talked about checkpoints. Staying the course, though, isn't just doing what you've always done. There's more to staying the course than just this is what we've always done. This is what we're going to always do. We're going to talk about that and more on episode 765 of today's antidote. Stay tuned for today's antidote brought to you by the Renegade Success Network. Today's antidote features a healthy dose of thought-provoking insights and information for business owners, entrepreneurs, leaders, and nonprofit professionals. Each day since March of 2020, this program has offered that one thing to help you continue on your own unique pathway to success. And now, Renegades, we bring you Bob Graham and Tom Brush. Hey, Tom. Whoa. Whoa. Hey, Tom. Do, 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 do. Did that Good morning, twice. Bob. That was an interesting. So for those of you on the podcast, our screen went completely black. I don't know what. Yours did. Mine didn't. Oh, you're good. Huh. So now I have warning that I might be doing this program alone, which could get really fun. <laughs> but I'll stay the course and I'll figure out what's next. <laughs> ah, look at you. That's good. How are you doing today? <laughs> How so are how you are you today? today? <laughs> I, I'm I'm well. How about you? I'm doing well also. Good, good. Yes. Hey, and it's Groundhog Day. It is it's Groundhog Day. National Tater Tots Day. Do they always align? They do. Huh? <laughs> Was I don't Groundhog know, like Tater Tots? We have a Renegade Success Network person, the least likely person you would think that would want something that might be unhealthy, who's a big fan of Tater Tots. And he and I often will share photos when we're having tater tots with each other. And I conveyed to him yesterday that today was a big day and that he should celebrate accordingly. So somewhere in the day, I hope to have tater tots. I love tater tots. Do you, do you like ever see, them? Do you ever you see like the them? movie Napoleon Dynamite? No. Oh, it's a cult classic. Okay. The character is kind of dorky and I can relate to that. But he actually takes tater tots from the cafeteria at school and puts them in his pocket and snacks on them all afternoon. <laughs> and in one scene, a guy kicks his pocket with all the tater tots in it and smashes them in his pocket. It's a great tater tot moment. Tater tots like, should be in more movies. How do you like your tater tots? Cooked. It's all it takes. Doesn't really? matter. Yeah. 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 I am. I have a very low. I like anything potato, Tom, except au gratin. I can't eat au gratin, but I like baked potatoes. I, now I sound like um, the guy in Forrest Gump. Um, what hash browns, home fries, French fries, uh, steak fries. You, I, I, there is very rarely a, a potato salad, um, potato soup. You name it. I'm pretty potato oriented. Wow. Potato chips. Rippled potato chips, ooh, ooh, um, Pringles. Okay, it's good to know. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a tater. I do like tater tots. My probably who doesn't my favorite. Well, there's probably some people who don't, or maybe allergic to potatoes. Um, but my tater tots, I really like them really crisp. 
Same okay. with my hash browns. It's, yeah, it's got to be a little crunchy. I like that. Okay, yeah, uh, I'm with you. It's too much like a mashed potato. Yeah. I, I like to go to Waffle House, as you know, once a week. And uh, the person who cooks at the Waffle House knows that I like it super crispy. And I walk in the door and she puts, you want them? Yep. And she puts them on and she lets them go longer. And the other employees, go, hey, these should be done now. She's like, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And the second time she did it, I'm like, I'm sorry, can I ask your name? She's like, why is something wrong? I'm like, no, you've got this perfect. So now Bridget and I have a discussion each time because she's like, it's so hard to make them crispy for people because people have different degrees of crispy. And she's like, if they if you make them too crispy, they send them back. Not and right. I told her that wasn't possible. And if she had the ones that got sent back, feel free to put them in a pile for me. And I will come by and take them home and reheat them. <laughs> there you go. Hasn't happened yet, but you never know. What is your Waffle House day? Sunday, church, then Waffle House. Nice. Yes, yes. All right, excellent. A little well, treat for myself. I read the New York Times on my phone, eat breakfast at the Waffle House, and then get about my day. I like it. So the groundhog is probably just about to come out as the sun uh, is getting ready. Shadow or no shadow? I'm going to go, What? which one means which? Shadow no means... <laughs> uh, let me see if I can get some update for us. Just pick one. Um, I'm going to go with shadow. So so what do you think that means? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, it's one or the other. Long, long winter or short west of the winter? Uh, I'm going to go with short. I'm going to go with that as well. I think that. Okay. okay. I'm trying to see if Although, I can Although given it. the winter that many people have had, not everyone, but many, they would be like, this can't be correct that we've got to be due for a long rest of the another six weeks of winter well i did see uh yesterday a story that said that it's rarely correct you're so, saying that the groundhog is quote-unquote wrong that 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 is what they conveyed i'm trying to that's interesting maybe uh, i can watch the video live right now that's okay uh wait i'm looking right now he is uh he's come out you're watching uh, it here first folks Yes, I'm watching this. Uh, it's a slow process. <laughs> we well, probably, um, There's a lot of to do around pulling a groundhog out of a house. Wait, I'm not sure if he's come out yet or that. Yeah, he's out, but I didn't get to see the key part of it. So oh, you missed that. Well, if anybody has seen it and heard it, please let us know, A, what he, I think is he, saw. And secondly, what that means. Long winter, short winter, saw a shadow, didn't see a shadow. Very vital information. Oh, wait. If he sees his shadow, it's six more weeks of winter. Ah. And, of course, the name of the place where they do this is Gobbler's Knob, which That's is just a great name. In Puxatani, even. That's right. In Puxatani. Try spelling that four times. Yeah. Can you imagine if you grew up living there and that's what you had to do? Was every Every time you wrote it out, I'm in Puxatani, Pennsylvania. Well, and how many people say, isn't that where the movie was? Do you know Bill Murray? Um, and of course, the whole town is chaos. You know, it's not a big town as I understand it. So you're no, talking about like a five mile walk to get there. People are up at like midnight walking into. Yeah. That's what you want for your small town. Small towns, they love that stuff. Well, they don't love the fact that all these, uh, they want, 
they like their traditions. They like to be able to, you know, that they can do that and they know everybody. And what they probably don't like is all these people who descend for two days and then bail. And they're like, oh, thank heavens, life is going back to normal. And don't really care about the community. Some of them probably do. Some probably like the fact that it's a small little community and they get they get into the revelry of it. And I think it's those people who are like, think it's the thing to do and then they get there and they're like, well, why do I have to stay in this tiny little motel that's five miles away? Why do I have to park so far away? And yeah. how come there's not a Starbucks here? And, you know, those type of things. I cannot get an update on this, Tom. I'm looking uh, feverishly and apparently uh, they, they are slow to. Uh, I'm, I'm so confused. Why are you? Well, you know, again, they're milking the thing for all it's worth. There's got to be you got to go to the source. Do you know what the source is? What? I am on the internet, just so you know. I understand that. But what is the source? Uh, the government of Paxitani? No, Twitter. Oh, see, I... I, I... Paxitani Pill, look at this. I found it already. Paxitani Pill has spoken. He has saw... He, sorry. He saw his shadow. Six more weeks of winter. Okay, so, well... Well, if we haven't really had winter, so it's nice that we'll have six more of it. it. Probably really in this area, it's the first six weeks of winter. Or if you believe what you said, that he's almost never correct, then it won't be the case. So we'll be happy. Maybe they mixed up and they think that what he <laughs> says is, I saw my shadow in his six more weeks. What he's really saying is, because they don't understand groundhog ease, I think is what they call it. <laughs> and it's really he's saying this so they for all these years have confused what they thought they understood the language and they're off why That's do we give some silly groundhog so much credibility what else do you do in february uh, good point okay. except it's my cousin's birthday okay and i want to jump in with something edward shares as my body gets older my mind gets younger as i develop my brawn into brain power now i think before i leave Happy Groundhog's Day. Bill Murray eventually wised up. I like that. It took him a long time. <laughs> and a lot of things going on. That was a, a long, hard lesson. But I would argue that that's not untrue for business leaders and owners. Certainly. You know, there, there there is a parallel, right? It, Groundhog's Day, each time he gets, a, he takes a different step. Literally, the one time where he takes a step and he doesn't go in the water at, at the curb. And then he takes another step and another step. And what he does is he learns with each step. Not unlike what we do and what we try to help people with is finding the next step. So who would have thought that I could make Groundhog's Day and this day all come nice, neatly in a bow? Nice job, Bob. <laughs> okay. That's what I was thinking about this morning as I was thinking about this day. So, but, and... You didn't share that. You were you were too busy figuring out what's next. <laughs> well, you know, well, I think that's you know, that's part of staying the course is what's next. What does it look like? You know, Bill Murray eventually stayed the course. He kept taking steps. He, and he learned from his experiences. Yes. It was all that's about learning, is that he gained new knowledge, experience, and perspective. And and as he also had happened, it wasn't always easy. And he thought there's got to be another way to get out of this loop. And so I think that it is, 
it's a, it's a great example of how you just keep taking steps. Um, that's not exactly our whole show because we jumped ahead. And uh, uh, do you want to go back and do your celebration, Bob, or no? Sure. I'm going to celebrate that uh, we can actually take a popular movie and turn it into something related to what we're talking about, which gives it a different way to present that information. Excellent. And I'm going to celebrate the fact that I think I said a couple of shows ago that everything out there is relatable to business and what we do in our professional lives, that our personal lives and professional lives are examples of you can take those examples and share them <clears throat> into one or the other. I don't remember you saying it on this program. You said it on a call you and I were on yesterday. I did. I also said it last week in the program. And you kind of gave me this look like. Nah. Oh, that's right. I, rem I remember. I remember now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You I'm gave right. a look like, no, that's not really possible. That's like, you're like, like you could think of a couple of things that didn't necessarily relate. Correct. <clears throat> okay. So okay. now that we've, oh, so uh, that was my celebration. So now I like uh, it. Let's dive into our topic. Although what we were talking about may have been as interesting or differently interesting to people. Um, so we're talking about staying the course, and we're talking about what's next. And I let off with the intro. In the intro, if anybody can remember that, uh, <laughs> I was talking about it as you know our our lead into this was we were at a checkpoint. Mm -hmm. right? Last week, we talked about checkpoints along the pathway and that this staying the course is one of the options. And and I think sometimes we get caught up in that staying the course just means doing what we've always done. And I think that that's um, a misnomer, maybe not a misnomer, but I think it's um, I'm not sure that's the correct word for that. I think that it is a misconception. How about that? Okay. Um, I believe that. Because if we have taken the time in a checkpoint to understand what's our new knowledge, experience, and perspective, what we do next can never be exactly the same. Because we're going to go into each of whatever is next with new knowledge, experience, and perspective, which means we're going to come at it differently than when we first decided that was the path, the, the steps we were going to take along the path. You know, and I think that that's helpful because I think when you when I first thought about staying the course or maybe throughout the week, I've been thinking like, well, I wonder if people are going to just think, just keep doing what you're always doing. And I think that in some ways, Bill Murray stayed the course. His course was how do I end the day in Groundhog mm -hmm. How do I stop living this day over and over and over and over and over again? And he chose to just keep going forward, learning and taking steps. Now, he didn't always understand the steps. This was a little different in that regard. And yet, I think that's what we do. You know, we say we are gonna, we've got this plan and this is what we're gonna do, or we're driving along this road and this is what we're gonna do. And I think that um, we can still make those decisions. If you're driving along a path and you initially had decided, we are gonna take this road, we're gonna stop at this point, we're gonna evaluate where we're at, and then we're gonna continue on to this. Because we believe, let's say, that we got to this point in a certain place. Our next place was we're going to stop at Puxatawney because it's on the way and we've never been there. And staying the course is, yeah, we're going to do that. We may take a little different route and we might take it with new knowledge, experience and perspective. Or we may say, oh, <laughs> we did this once in Boston. This is funny. Good story. I think that ties in. We were in Boston doing college visits 
and it was the it was opening day weekend of baseball, and the Yankees were playing the Red Sox, and so our plan was we were going to go out there and then let's let's try to go to a game. Well, of course we didn't buy tickets beforehand, of course, and we drove to the stadium. We stayed the course even though we knew it was opening day, and shockingly there were no tickets for the game. So then we had to do something, you know, we had to, that was a checkpoint where we looked and we had to make some, do something different, which we'll talk about over the next couple of weeks. Um, and even though we knew it was opening day, we stayed the course. We're going to go there because we believe we can do this. And then we had to make a different decision when we couldn't. Um, and then we just continued on and did college visits. And so I think that, yes, you're staying the course and there are things about it that are now different based on what you have learned i like that i'm going to jump in with another comment from ed this morning making the show interesting is my course and checkpoint thank you for your kind words and perspective so appreciate that thank you ed it's always great when you're here with us in the morning tom and bob and ed in the morning i don't know it just popped into my head um so i i think the what's next part is kind of deceptive because we don't always know what's next. And I tend to be someone who likes to map out things in a very clear way. And I get somewhat frustrated when step three that I mapped out two weeks ago when I didn't know what I was going to do, you know, when I didn't have all the knowledge, experience and perspective doesn't work out. I find that very frustrating. That's when I often get overwhelmed. That's often when my confidence becomes lacking because it's like, I thought I had this beautiful plan and now I'm on step three and step three, I need to shift a little bit and still on the mission, but it feels like it's not as concrete and not as planned out as I would like it to be. Am I am I making any sense? You are. I think I think that it's to me that's an example as I look at it from my perspective. Mm-hmm. That's um, something we'll talk about. I forget if it's next week or the following course correction. Okay. You still your your destination is still the same. Okay. Yet you and I think one of the reasons this happens, I think, is because we have um, expectations. And then when we, you know, so when we set it up is that when I step, take this step, I'm going to get here. And when I take this step, I'm going to get here. And when I text, I'm going to get here. And then when that doesn't happen, it's really hard to stay the course because you'd be like, well, I didn't get what I expected here. And so how can I take the next step? And I think that if we can think about this as, as again, learning is, and the learning says, huh, and our steps are based on learning, mm-hmm. not based on outcomes. Okay. As much. They still have to have outcomes still have to have a role. We can say, okay, well, the action that I took didn't necessarily get the results that I desired. And it hasn't thrown me off track. So step two is staying the course. I'm going to go to step two and keep taking those steps. Um, believing that time and the next step will change the outcomes that I'm receiving. Is that fair? Mm-hmm. So sure. I think so often when we set up our milestones, our checkpoints, we set them up with a um, with a concrete 
result that we and optimistic recall. at least for me and likely an optimistic right an optim yeah i mean it's a result and but, but often i think we do make them optimistic yes I'm, I'm i'm gonna go to this networking event and i'm gonna find five customers yes and they're and by noon today the networking events at 8 a.m at noon today they're gonna all sign and i'm rocking and rolling yes I think and, that's unrealistic in every regard, but I think that I've talked to people who are like, yeah, I'm going, I need to find five clients today. Because your next steps are based on a result that you can't control and whether you're going to get. So right. if you go in and say, my goal of the networking event is I'm going to get five clients out of this. Okay, well, the steps for that would be, I'm going to go to the networking event. I'm going to talk to them, get their information. When that's over, the next step is I'm going to send them an email with a contract that they can review. And then the next step is I'm going to follow up with a phone call on my contract and then they're going to sign the contract. So like that would be the pathway for getting five clients for the, for your, the destination you want, getting five clients out of this networking event. The challenge is when you go in with that destination, what if you don't meet anybody who has any interest? What yeah. if you get to the networking event and it's canceled? What if you get to the networking event and nobody shows up because there's a snowstorm or other things that you can't control? And now you're right. You're at a point where like, I can't take step two. I didn't get any business cards. I didn't get any contact information. And, and I think that's part of the challenge of creating your destination. Is, is your destination something that you have control over? The majority of your destination. Mm -hmm. Yes, we want to have a measurable outcome. Absolutely. And I think those measurable outcomes, as great as they are, are sometimes the one that lead us to creating action steps that are completely and solely dependent on a step before. Right. Does that make sense? It does. It does. Yeah. I, I, I think it's a good point to, to, to address because I think it's not uncommon. Absolutely. And I think that's what happens is we have these um, expectations that, as you said, they might be considered optimistic. They be, might be considered unrealistic. You know, all of those adjectives that we throw in front of them, they might be um, considered as stretch. Uh, you know, here's my stretch goal. The perfect okay. scenario. Right. And you're just setting yourself up for not being able to accomplish it or, or the chances of it going exactly as you planned um, are a lot less. And so I think that it, it's just the understand to me, that's the benefit, the benefit of staying the courses. I've already laid out these steps and within each of them, they have their own sub steps and I, and I have set them up so that I can keep taking them almost no matter the result of, um, the first, uh, a previous step. Right. You know, like it'd be like in the fundraising world um, or in the sales world, either way, you know, like I'm going to send out a mailer. And my, my goal is to try to grow my database or to gain some clients from this. And the steps are, I'm going to send out a first mailer and this is going to look like. And then I'm going to send out a second mailer and this is what it's going to look like. I'm going to send out a third mailer and this is what it's going to look like. And then I'm going to, I also have their email addresses. So I'm going to do two emails as a, as a part of that. A common strategy for a business or for a nonprofit 
to go out and get the desired results they want. And if they said, okay, I got no one from the first email or the, I'm sorry, the first letter, or they said, I got, wow, I got all these clients. Why would I bother to do the rest of the steps? Because I got this result, whatever it might be. And then they bail on the rest of it because they don't feel like they need it. Or they don't feel like it's going to have, if that didn't work, how's the next one going to work? And, and to me, staying the course is we set this up because we had a belief that this was going to grow clients or it was going to grow our mailing list. And well, what has changed? Our plan wasn't we send one mailer and we're done. Our plan was we're going to do these five steps. And I think so often we get results in one step and then we like at our checkpoint, we're like, I'm just going to bail for whatever reason. How do we get the confidence and put in strategies and systems that allow us to say, okay, I'm going to stay the course and do this and do this and do this and do this. Now there, and then we'll talk about these other things in the coming weeks. I think that to me is staying the course is that we've set up a plan that we believe will help us learn and get to where we want to go. So let me see if I understand. I'm going to go back to Groundhog Day. Okay. The movie. Yes. In the movie, you said earlier, the goal for Bill Murray's character. Yes. Was to get through the day. Right. I believe. Okay. To have it be February 3rd. Okay. So as he goes through this process, he learns new things. One of the big shifts is at the beginning, he meets the woman, uh, Andy McDowell's character, and he's attracted to her and he's a little flirty with her, but I don't think he wants to fall in love with her. But no, by the end of the movie, he want, he's fallen in love with her, right? Yes. Did he stay the course? I think what's different there is he didn't have, Well, I guess his only plan was literally when he showed up, if you remember that movie, he's like, why am I here? This is a waste of time. I'm this big producer. I'm in this podunk town. Announcer or, or uh, right, reporter. Right, right. reporter, TV reporter. Right. Yep. And, and I just want to get out of here. Right. He's done this 10 times or 15 times. It's the right. same old thing. Yep. And so I would say that his intent was, you know, if you looked at his steps was, all right, I'm going to show up that day. I'm going to do the show, give my report, get in my truck and get out of here as fast as I can. I think the challenge is with those, he didn't take into account things that he couldn't control. Right. There were things outside of his control. And so I think that, I think he actually changed his destination by the end. He was like, I really like this place. Why would I want to leave? I can't wait to come back. I'm with this. You know, he started out with this woman who we had no respect for outside the fact that she was just a woman. And by the end, he had much different feelings for her. So I think I'm not sure he stayed the course. I guess ultimately he stayed the course because he did leave. Um, except his steps were different. So I think he actually changed his steps. And actually, what was interesting is I think he was forced. But isn't staying the course really about being true to whatever your mission is? So you and I, over the last almost three years, have changed this program around a bit. Yes. In fact, we were talking about a change this morning. Yes. The mission has been the same. If you go back to the first program, the language may not have been as clear, 
but the goal has always been to help people understand how to be better leaders, better owners, better nonprofit professionals, and to provide our experiences and expertise and to share what we can so that hopefully it helps people. We've done it a lot of different ways. We've done it at different times. We, we were doing it on Saturday for a while, and we don't do it on Saturday. The mission remains the same, right? Yes. We're staying the course. You and I have never had a discussion about, hey, let's change our audience and uh, let's make this work only for um, pipe fitters. Never had that discussion. So is that staying the course and the methodology in terms of what's next? You and I are constantly kicking around ideas about what's next. How can we make this more engaging? How can we alter it so that it brings more value? And I think Bill Murray was doing the same thing, right? How do I bring more value to my day? Yes. I need to get through this. And boy, it'd be nice not to be in the puddle. It'd be nice not to have to talk to a life insurance salesman. It'd be nice not to have the woman, you know, talk about all these other things along the way, right? Yes, and I think I think here's the challenge is that we didn't sit down and say, we didn't lay out a pathway. We just got on and said, our mission is this. And the only pathway we had was, the only step we had was, let's get on and every day we'll talk about something. I think that even now, and so while yes, there is a part of that that's staying the course, we didn't really have a course. We didn't have a pathway outside of one step. And so I, I think that, I think that. But more recently we have. And, right. And I think we also have checkpoints. So I think that, you know, we had a conversation this morning. It was kind of a checkpoint about something we may or may not do differently. Mm -hmm. We have yet to make a decision on that. I think that if we. Um, I think that if we make a change, then we're not staying the course. So I think that we're going to we're gonna have to debate what staying the course means on tomorrow's Discovery of the Week because I'm cloudy now. Well, here's what I would try to say in a story, and this is maybe my one thing. Okay. Is that to me, there's the big staying the course. My mission, my destination hasn't changed. I think then there's also the staying of the course from checkpoint to checkpoint. And so that in our, this example you just gave our, we're right now, we are at a checkpoint and we, we had a conversation. We, what, what went well, what, mm -hmm. what didn't go as planned and what might we do different? And we had new information and we had new information. So our, our thoughts are, do we stay the course till our next checkpoint or do we do something different? And I think that's, you know, in this context that we've been taught, that we set this up as, it's the checkpoint to checkpoint, stay the course. Not necessarily, because even if you lay out a plan, you, you get to your next checkpoint and you're like, even if the steps were laid out, like I talked about in the mailing, we're going to do six. You might get to a point and say, after three, you've gotten a bombardment of, Stop sending me mail. Please don't ever reach out to me again. Take me off your mailing list. Blah, blah. You might sometimes say like, okay, we're not, 
we're going to not take the stay the course and take step four. We're still trying to grow our list. It's just the action steps that we've laid out based on the new knowledge, experience, and perspective we have, we need to do differently. Does that make sense? You're still cloudy. We'll talk I'm more so, about it tomorrow. I'm so cloudy. I don't even know if I have a one thing. I think my one thing is that staying the course can mean a lot of different things. And it also, can, it's directly dependent to me. The Staying the course is about your mission. My mission is to help people. How I might do that, you know, I, I think if I look at my career, my career has really been to help people with communication. I've worked at a newspaper. I've communicated information about a community. I've worked in public relations. I've communicated about homeschooling. I've done public relations. I've done marketing. I've taught college communications. Even this is communications. With a lot of my clients, it's about communication. The mission is to help people communicate better. How I've done it has varied along the way. And did you know that at the start? No, absolutely. And I think that's the key here. You can't know how you're going to accomplish your mission from the start. You can be focused on the mission, I think, but the steps are going to vary. And I can't think of any person who would tell me, here's a straight line. Here's my plan. And here's how it worked out. And those two are exactly the same. Find me someone. I'd love to meet that person. Well, the the results may be different. And yet the steps they may have taken may still be the same. Like if you said, okay, I want to get a job. And my steps to get a job are I'm going to do some research to find out who I know at this company. I'm going to reach out and talk to all those people at this company. I'm going to find out what jobs are open. I'm going to submit my resume. And I'm going to uh, do follow-up to hopefully make my candidacy that much stronger. stronger. You, there are people who have done all of those steps and gotten a job. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, in all of these things, there's, there's the big staying the course and there's the small staying the course. There's the big destination and there's the short destination. You know, part of the destination today was how do we just get through the show? Without, uh, with you know, and by doing this, this, and this, we're going to do our witty banter at the beginning. We're, I'm going to do the intro. We're going to do our um, celebrations. Celebration. We're going to talk about the topic, and then we're going to do our one thing. You could, you could argue that that is a pathway each day. Today, we probably course corrected. Um, maybe got a little bit off the pathway, and that's okay. So we learn from that and say, okay, maybe, what does that mean? Yes, that was good. It wasn't the way we wanted to go. It was, it was just different. Then we can choose what is our pathway tomorrow for the show. So I think that, that each of these things has the big pathway and they also then have the smaller pathway. And I think that, um, to me, that's why there's so much value in what we talked about last week is checkpoints. And so if you haven't listened to any of those episodes, I would go back because I think there's real value in checking it on where you're at, checking up on what's going on and trying to then decide what, what will I do next? What am I going to, I may create a whole new destination, short or long, which might mean I have a whole new pathway, short or long. 
Well, our destination tomorrow is Discoveries of the Week, and I'm going to try to make sense of all this and tomorrow try to present it to myself and you in a way that makes sense. That's my goal for, that is the pathway to tomorrow's program. So you want to make sure you're there with us tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time. And now, Tom, you do the thank you, everyone, for being here. Really appreciate it. If you'd like to comment, go ahead. That sounds like you really want to do that. No, I really don't. Okay. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being with our show. Edward, thank you for sharing your comments. We greatly appreciate it. If you, if others have thoughts or ideas they would like to share, you can put them in the comments here. You can also join us in our Ring of Renegades Facebook group, where we are helping leaders not feel alone, helping them find the confidence they need and the strategies and the systems they need to continue to sometimes stay the course and sometimes course correct and understand when they that is the choice to make. Uh, so we look forward to seeing you inside of that group. If not, we will see you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time, when Bob will share his big, how what how he pulls this all together That's on it. our discoveries of the week. The question I would ask you, Bob, is what are the action steps you're going to take from now until then to help you get there? And when are your checkpoints going to be? I'm going to re-listen to the episode while I drive somewhere today. I'm going to think about it. I might even journal about it. And I might maybe have a discussion with you and or other people about it before tomorrow's program. Okay. When are you going to stop and measure your progress? Tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. <laughs> okay. That's a checkpoint. Maybe might... maybe it's 6.59 when you and I start talking and you go, hey, do you are you clear? Okay. That's fair. It's, you know, I think that there'll be a checkpoint probably before I go to bed tonight. Okay. Yeah. Because you can then adjust. Correct. The, the hard part of the checkpoint at 659 is it's kind of like if you say, I am not, I'm driving from Baltimore to New York City. And my only checkpoint is going to be when I get outside of the bridge. I hope that you have a strong bladder. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for being with us today. Uh, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern time for our discoveries of the week. Go out and make it a great day, everybody. Hey, eat some tater tots on National Tater Tot Day. Enjoy Groundhog Day. Six more weeks of winter. Ugh, why? And, of course, embrace the renegading you. It's so worth it. Yes. And if we have six more winter, six more weeks of winter like we've had winter, I think in Baltimore, at least, we'll be okay with that. I would agree. All right, everybody, go out and make it a great day. We'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to today's Antidote, powered by the Renegade Success Network. The Renegade Success Network helps you confidently create your own unique pathway to success. To learn more about the Renegade Success Network and how you can take your next step, Follow us on Twitter, connect on LinkedIn, or join the Ring of Renegades Facebook group. For full details on how you can join our community, go to renegadesuccessnetwork.com. Embrace the renegade in you.